You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on the Simply Human podcast. I guess in October last week it was close. Most of the chances are that it's not October. I'm gonna go Feb I'm gonna go February twentieth. No. <sighs> when is your birthday, Tara? My birthday is Halloween. <gasps> Dang it. October. Dang it. I know. I thought you were gonna go October there for a minute, but <sighs> that's what we should just do holidays. Just <laughs> only guess holidays. Yeah. It's episode two hundred twenty of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the great Suki Baxter. Suki Baxter, she is a movement specialist uh, who was, we just interviewed, and she was really, really great. She she is a, a, here's the letters behind her name. You ready for this? C-R-L-M-T. L-A-M-T. She's a posture and movement specialist and author of Perfect Posture for Life. It was a really good interview. Yeah, it was. She's very, very engaging, entertaining. Do you know why we're doing the intro after the interview? It's- you're an idiot and uh, forgot what time it was. And we're supposed to meet at like 8 o'clock. And at like 8.15, I was like, hey, man, where are you? And you're like, oh, man, I was going, I was pooping. No, I was reading. I'm re- we're, my daughters and I are reading The Golden Compass, the book one of His Dark Materials. Ah, I might have read that as well. And it, we're getting into the, it's like one of the climactic scenes, the end of book two. Have you watched Ozark? Man, I have started to, and I've probably made it about halfway Man. through season one, and I just... Really? I cannot. It It has captivated me. After Tiger well, King... And now that I've got nothing to do, I might as well... Like, I'm almost done with uh, Man in the High Castle. Okay. So when you I'm need to give it another that, shot. I think I probably will, it's, because what the hell else might I Right. <laughs> it's like like the, the producers... No, no, of, Mark. I'm way too busy to be watching this television <laughs> The producers of Tiger King, like it's a okay, just by itself in in a in a in a vacuum, it is a great documentary. 
but put it into a a a context where everyone is stuck at home and it is the it is going to be the most it's the most popular documentary of all time. <laughs> well, it's just it like how it's like eight eight episodes. Yeah. I mean something like that. Yeah. I think it was seven. I think through six I was like, "Man, this is crazy." And then like seven and eight or the last two I was I just started to feel like gross. <laughs> like 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 I shouldn't be watching. Right. This. Like, like you're like, like you're watching a uh, like, yeah, like a like a hidden I, camera, like a women's restroom. <laughs> you're like, I, whoa. What? Uh, uh, Mark, would you like to? <clears throat> you know what made me think of that? that? You know what made me think of that? There was a guy in Abilene. I don't know if you saw this. Who who was arrested? I don't watch the news in Abilene. Mark. Listen, no, uh-huh. you, this. I think this went. Don got today. I think this went national. There was a man who was arrested for putting a hidden camera underneath a toilet seat in a Whataburger women's restroom. Okay. Here's the difference between Abilene and the rest of the civilized world. Uh, that's huge news in Abilene. That happens probably like uh, several times a year in Dallas. That is so gross. Why would you? Ugh. Dude, uh, I've you probably there's have some every, stories. Every weird little thing that somebody's into, there's somebody else. Right, exactly. Like yeah. Like and and I've I've heard of a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that would make a lot of people be like that's effing weird. Uh <laughs> but there's so much stuff that I have not even begun like there there are still things like I'll hear about periodically and I'm like that's a thing. And like, yeah, no, no, that's a thing. Like There's nothing. A, it, it, there could be something that someone says is a thing, and I. There's nothing that anyone could say that I would be like, really. Now it's just like, okay, yeah, no, that's just you know, nothing. I, I can I could come up with a few. I yeah. think that you'd be like, oh. <laughs> like nothing surprises me anymore. Okay, we. So. I think we talked about this on the last show that I've been writing, 19th century style letters to people. Did we talk about this? yes and I put like a formal heading with the date and the address yeah. and like a heading and I write in like elaborate cursive oh yeah because like I like you're writing a letter in the 19th century right like updating your family that's like oh my gosh they live 500 miles right. away I have to send a letter to communicate with them right it'll get there in 10 days so I can update them on you know the spring harvest right right <laughs> I wrote one to your brother Simply Human's own Rob uh, simply human zone who brought us the immortal <laughs> line, you Franco Harris ass MF. <laughs> Which comes up like that's <sighs> that will be mentioned at Rob's funeral if I have anything to say about it. What's funny is we were playing all these Doom games with your parents and they're like, we can't believe you. And I made a story, a joke about fishmongers when your dad got kicked <sighs> out for eating too much shrimp. Man. And uh, they're like, I can't believe you remember that. And I was like, oh, Mark and I at least <laughs> reference that once a week yeah. minimum. <laughs> So like, did you see? Oh, did I send you my dad's haircut? <laughs> no. Okay. Very quickly, my dad has then had the, the letter. We've already started the letter, but yeah. I can't okay. Okay. I'll do the letter, and then we'll talk about my dad's haircut. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I got a letter from your brother today, and I'm going <laughs> and I'm going to read it. It is in his handwriting, and the the top of the page. It's notebook paper. Uh, it says four slash nine slash twenty twenty. It says, hi, Mark, comma, how's it going? Thank you so much for writing. I loved getting and reading your letter. 
You have terrific handwriting. The cursive M's in particular were and remain a real highlight. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny. I hope were, what? they what? They were and remain a real highlight. <laughs> 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 I hope you don't mind that I'm not doing this in 1800s vernacular. Like, and he's just, it, this is just his normal handwriting, which you could, it, it looks just like yours. Y'all have the, the same handwriting. Like, I, if I didn't know this was from Rob, I would have thought you had written me this. I could tell you, I could pick your handwriting out of a lineup, by the way. Okay. Uh, I, hope you don't, I hope you don't mind that I'm not doing this in 1800s vernacular. Please understand that even if we had been born back then, and we're somehow still alive today. We still would not have lived long enough to see the day where I would do that dumb A.S. <laughs> In closing, here's a drawing of the only Garfield I would want as president. Sincerely, Robert B. And I just texted you the picture that he drew at the bottom of the letter. Hang on, let me get my phone. <laughs> it's a picture of uh garfield the cat uh smoking a ball <laughs> he's got like a lighter he's got like, this long weird cat arm <laughs> i gotta say this it's a pretty good uh, drawing I've, I've met a lot of people in my life my brother is probably it i say probably <laughs> To me, without a doubt, the funniest person I've ever met in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. And it's so random, like some of the things that he says that are funny, like that your ends were a particular highlight. Yeah. Right. And then <laughs> closing it out with a cart, a, a, a hand drawn picture of Garfield the cat that is smoking a bong. That is the <laughs> only Garfield that he would want as president. <laughs> like, what do you got against, uh, you know? President Garfield, or just or Gar Gar Garfield that's just sitting, taking a nap next to his cat bowl. You know, like why is it that particular Garfield? Anyway, <laughs> okay, now okay. your okay. dad's hair. My dad has had the same haircut since he was in the eighth grade. Okay, that parted in the middle. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm familiar. I've seen uh, pictures well into the eighties. Uh, yes, so. I have been trying to he it's real like long and stringy in the back and sides and it's always like it's just a lot to manage. And I'm like, Dad, you just who cares? You're sixty five. Just just cut it short. So you don't have to mess with it, you know? And I've been on him and on him and on him. So we went over there sheltering you just gotta him. have Kyle Orton hair. Like it's extremely yeah. great. Yes, yes. That's kinda of, and it's like mine, so I can say this. Uh, it sometimes because it's so straight, it sometimes has like takes on like a wig like appearance. Yeah. Oh yes. Not just your dad, just people with extremely straight hair. Right. Mine is long as hell right now. Yeah. And it sometimes looks like I'm wearing a wig. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because you were you were referenced during oh, yeah. the haircutting. Okay, hang on. So I we're over there. So okay, here's the deal. Easter. My parents are, you know, at risk age, so we haven't been seeing them very much. My, we had this whole elaborate plan. We were going to take, I was going to take Easter eggs. They were going to hide them in the front yard, and the, my kids and the family, they were just going to do the front yard. We were just going to sit, like, separated on the porch, six feet apart, whatever, just for Easter. It was kind of a special occasion. So I go over there to take them the eggs to, for the Easter bunny to hide. 
and I'm sitting on the porch. We're just visiting, and we're, my, you know, my dad's hair is blowing in the wind and all this. And my mom's like, he needs to cut it. And I was like, hey, I'll, when I when we come back over here later, I'm gonna bring my haircutting stuff. I'm gonna cut your hair. I was like, this is the perfect time. Hey, who cares? You're not going no anywhere. Really supposed to be seeing you exactly like that often. And so, like, if it looks terrible, who like, cares? Wear a hat for a month, and then you, and then who cares? And then it's back to normal, right? So let's just see. So he's like, okay. So I got him to agree to it, which is amazing because he is so, like, he wakes up like two hours in advance to fix his hair. Like he's, it's that, it's gotten crazy. Two hours? It's yes, it's ridiculous. So right. I get the hair cutting stuff as I'm cutting it. So I cut the sides real, real short. I'm cutting just locks of hair off. Halen or Hope, one of the daughters said. He looks like Rick because the, just the top of his hair was just like super long, like compared to the sides. And I was like, hey, he does kind of look luxurious like Rick. <laughs> they were like, you should keep it like that. So I'm now I'm sending you a picture of my dad's haircut. Okay. You won't believe this. Knowing my dad for so long. Oh, wow. I think it looks pretty good. He, I mean, okay. So this is the first time that I can ever say that I feel like you resemble him. Yeah. I, like you, I yeah. Like, and, 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 part, and that's how much hair has to do with it. Right. Like, uh, you, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. What does he think about I don't, it? I couldn't tell. I, it's been, I mean, it's literally since 1968. That is unbelievable. He's had the same hairstyle. The best picture is your son in the back. I know. I can zoom in on Very, that. Like, there's a look on his face like, <laughs> What in the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah, here? yeah, that is a really funny picture. You'll find that it's way easier to. Do. I know. I short texted him hair, this morning. Like when you wake up, hair is really like it's super low maintenance. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty awesome. So I have to use a freaking hair dryer. Well, yeah, like yeah, exactly. You wake up in the morning. You, you like, <laughs> it's like if you're sheltering in place, you're not going anywhere. You don't really need to take a shower, but your hair is all messed up, so you might as well just hop in the shower. If you have short hair, you can just skip the shower. Yeah. And be like gross. If I, like I, this this last weekend, I went to the grocery store on Saturday, and uh, I was like, man, Bragger. I, I, I <laughs> bragging montage. I went to the grocery store Saturday, <laughs> and uh, I did wear a mask, but like uh, my like, you can put a hat on it, but like at some point your hair gets so long that like that doesn't really even right work. <laughs> out of the sides. Like it's insanely long right now, yeah. and I've been letting it go as an experiment. Well, when this social distancing is over with, I'm probably going to get it cut yeah. because it is, in it's intensely long right now. Yeah, it's by yeah. far the longest it's, it's ever been. been. Yeah, and it's a huge pain. Right. Like I went, I I uh, just <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Sort of fill some of the time that I've got. I was yesterday was the five year anniversary of me running a marathon. Dang. And I was like, you know what? I could uh, maybe I could. Just Go, n- nothing nothing crazy, nothing long, nothing super intense, just a leisurely jog around the neighborhood, get yeah. some vitamin E, get out there. And uh, I had to, I, I have to wear like one of those Baker Mayfield headbands. Right, to just to keep your hair from flopping around. I had, I had to get wear that to keep it from like just flopping right yeah. down in my face. Well, that's when, when I, when I cooking, did. I, like I need to get a ponytail holder legitimately <laughs> because when I'm cooking, it just goes straight down in my face. Yeah. And I don't want to wear a hat because I don't want to get like the, cooking you know smoke or whatever right, on, on, your you know, hat. on my hat so i'm gonna have to like put it in a freaking ponytail yeah 
Well, that was the reason that I had that like just shaved bald head for so long when I was doing all those races, That's, triathlons. Dude, I used to when I worked nights, I would do that because I can literally just wake up and go straight to work. Yeah. Because like there's no there was nothing, no combing, no gelling, no nothing. You could just get up and go. Yeah. It's way ways. All right, we need to get to Suki. Um, this has been fun. Suki was a lot of fun, and uh, we're excited. That's to... my Dwight Yoakam reference. What? Dwight Yoakam. Just now. My Dwight Yoakam reference. When? There's a song. He says, "Oh, Suki." Oh. In the. Yeah. I uh, didn't know that. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the song. I mean, I've derailed this. I pulled a Mark Ryder. <laughs> I'm, I'm so far off the. Uh, the <laughs> so far. We off. were so close. <laughs> Okay, here is Suki. Hello, hello. Hey, can you hear me? I am. Can, is it just, is it Suki? It is. That is an interesting name. What is the origin of that name? That's so funny. People ask all the time. Because it's like Susie, I, but it's a K. Yeah, and that's actually <laughs> it. Is It's short for Susanna, but I just was never a Susie. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. So like when you were just a little kid, you're like, listen here, it's Suki. It was actually more when I was older. You know, people used to call me Suzanne or Susan yeah. a lot, which I, I mean, they're perfectly fine names, but they're yeah. just not my name. Yeah. Um, and I had a friend who started calling me Suki and I was like, now that I can, I can do that. <laughs> I love it. Where are you from originally? Seattle. I still live here. <gasps> do you have COVID? I do not. Actually, we're not even a hotspot anymore. I have <laughs> a friend that lives up there who, who had it. This is Mark, by the way. Rick is on the call. Rick. Hey, Rick. Wait, didn't I just hear Rick? I see him. I see his name under participants. I thought I heard him. I don't see a microphone. I thought I heard him for a second. Anyway, so you're not a hotspot anymore. Oh, hang on. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, I had a plug that was... Rick is an 85-year-old man, apparently, so... uh... Uh, Yeah, I had a a plug that was undone. Man, that only (laughs) happens to old people. (laughs) Shut up. So you're not a hotspot anymore? No, we're actually doing a really good job of... I'm sure you've seen the videos of Seattle, like after the Super Bowl a few years ago, when uh, when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, this is years ago, but there were all these really funny videos going around about like how people were kind of like rioting in the streets, but they would wait for the crossing sign. (laughs) They're like, like, they're not fully committed to the rioting. Yeah. We're we're very well behaved. So they were like social distancing. Everyone's like, okay, got it. We got got it. it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So you're from that. Or I was up there uh, a few years ago. I was I went to a Stanford Washington game uh, up there, and it was pretty fun. Nice. So are so are you a big C- are you a Seahawks fan? You know, I'm not. I'm not. I don't really watch. I know I don't watch sports. That's okay. No, I, no. Just, good for I'm you. I'm just not a fan of any football team. Okay, so. <laughs> good. That's that's better than if you had been a Seahawks fan. We're we're from the Texas region, so. We the are, Texas region. We, Let's get more generic. We, we are Cowboys We're fans. from America. <laughs> Norte Americanos. Um, sorry, I'm learning Spanish, so don't mind my uh, uh Yeah, periodically he'll just flip into Spanish mode uh, here. <laughs> and ask you where the bathroom he's is. Just, man, he, can't just, he just can't shut his brain off. It's just thinking in Spanish. Todavía. No hay problema. Oh, uh-huh. there you go. She uh-huh. also speaks it. She now speaks more Spanish than you. Dang it. Well, she's from up there. She Benicia. probably speaks more Canadian than Spanish. No, you know, I actually speak more Spanish than Canadian. That's funny. <laughs> awesome. Well, we have been recording, uh, and we will record an intro 
Um, but first, before we get you to tell us your story in your own words, uh, we're going to play the birthday game. Okay, so what we do, and uh, Mark always does it this way by saying, hey, let's play the birthday game and without explanation. So I'll reset for you. And I get to pick uh, first this time. You, no, no, always, you, no, 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 you have to pick first because that okay. eliminates a date. Okay. So I don't know how we started doing this, but it's been several years. Uh, Mark and I each get two guesses at your birthday. Uh, not the year. We don't want to give anything away, but just a month and day. All you can answer with is yes or no. No, like, ooh, you're so close. Don't give anything away. And uh, please allow the record to show that I'm the only one who's ever nailed it. Uh, Mark will counter with, I almost nailed it once. And I'll counter with, oh, well, let me know what, what, it, what it feels like the first time you ever get it right. Shut up. And, I'll, and we can share in that. Together. Whatever. Uh, I will go first. I'm going to go with January 23rd. No. <clears throat> okay. Oh, now I have one in 364 in one chance. So de- decent strategy. You got to increase your odds. Yeah. Make I'm going to say June 6th. Nope. Okay, Rick, it's okay. We're, we're doing two chances, right? September 18th. Nope. And finally. October 1st. No, but that would be fun. Why? I don't know. I think an October birthday would be fun. <laughs> we, the last two guests we've had have been October, which is why I went October. So what is it? May 16th. <sighs> I was gonna, that was going to be my third guess. No, it wasn't. No, we've never picked May 16th. So what does that mean? What is your astrological sign? Taurus. Taurus, like the Ford. Like the Ford, yes. But, you know, Way I don't cooler. Know. Maybe not as sluggish. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, um, okay. Well, let me ask you this because a lot of times we have been working with, uh, I guess, like podcast booking agents that like connect us with people. You just emailed the show directly. And I'm always curious how did you hear about us or find us? Oh, my gosh. Must have been Google. Okay. Um, I think it was. I think you had an episode with Katie Bowman. We've had like we've had her on like three oh, yeah. or four times. Yeah, big yeah. Katie Bowman I, fan. Yeah, I think that was how I initially kind of like rabbit holed through the internet onto yeah. your podcast. Okay, very cool. And I'm trying yeah. to see. Look, you emailed me. Holy crud! It's it was July of last year. Yeah, it's been a while. And this is now it took like, almost a year to get her on the show. What well, hold on. I was. I, I'm thinking there was maybe we had you already booked and we had to reschedule. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I. I mean, I think I got an email that um, Mark. I think you said something about some health stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. We had you scheduled in the fall, and then we had some issues, and then uh, and then we've got you back on. Okay. I, I remember that now. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, in your own words. And you are, uh, you know, if you remember Katie Bowman, she's all about biomechanics, uh, posture, musculoskeletal stuff. Uh, and so, Suki, you are kind of in that same uh, genre. So kind of give us your story. Give us your background. You were, uh, obviously, we already know that you were born in Seattle. And then tell us, starting from your first birthday, from that point forward. The whole story. Yeah. The whole book. <laughs> well... <laughs> Day one. Um, no, it actually, um, actually, this kind of did start when I was really, really little. But um, 
but I didn't really know that until much later <laughs> in life. <laughs> uh, but but I got into doing body work very, very randomly. So I was not what you would call an athletic kid. I did grow up um, riding and showing horses competitively. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Love horses. What did you and... show them? Like paintings or? <laughs> <laughs> show, show them. Here's what I have for dinner, horse. I play YouTube videos for them and be like, this is how you're supposed to behave. Like, why won't you? <laughs> why won't you do? See what this horse is doing. I have an incorrigible horse. I won't stop pooping in the house. <laughs> Sir, this is how you're supposed to I have a hot sports opinion about horses. Oh, boy. Here we go. I got to hear this. Horses are big and they scare me. Mm. You're smart. <laughs> they, they will kill you. Well, but not intentionally. <laughs> they will accidentally kill you. <laughs> you ever seen Mr. Ed's teeth? Like that would tear right through. Oh your man, tree. my wife's seconds. my wife's grandparents used to do have like a horse racing ranch, like the racing horses. Uh huh. Now those are scary. Those are the horses that I was first like exposed to. Like they exposed themselves to me, <laughs> like with that trench coats, and it was <laughs> it was terrible. They were, I was traumatized because I was trying to act like I wasn't like a terrified city boy in front of like the horse ranchers and it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it traumatized me anyway. Okay. You showed horses stuff and then what? So yeah, so that was kind of what I did and you know, other kids are like running track or whatever, but I was like, I was off riding horses. Um, and then when I went to college, uh, my parents were like, yeah, you should, you should like study and not <laughs> spend all your time riding horses <laughs> um and so i was but i literally i literally didn't know what to do with the weekend i was like uh what do people do who don't ride every right. saturday and every sunday my whole what my are whole these childhood. movies that people are talking about yeah yeah it's like television what's that <laughs> um so i i was like well i you know i gotta find something to like fill my time and I like really wanted to get in shape and I wanted to like make friends. So I, I joined the crew team because that's oh, really wait, wait, hold on a second. So where did you go to college? Uh, Western Washington University. Okay, because I know I read The Boys in the Boat. Oh, you know, I still haven't read that, but it's been recommended to me. Yeah, much. it's about the Washington University of Washington. Like rowing in the Northwest is like is like football in the Northeast. It's like that. It's a huge thing. So joining like the rowing team is like is like a you're you're like the cool kid, basically. Yeah, I mean, less less at my college than at, at UW, right, um, right. For, for sure. But yes, it's it's hardcore, and you feel kind of like a, you know, like you're pretty awesome. Right. You get up at like four in the morning, and by like eight in the morning, you've done more working out than, you know, most And it's freezing and ever. wet, and, you're, oh and there's like icicles on your eyelids. Yeah, it's so cold, and they don't let you wear gloves. I don't remember why, <sighs> oh, but I remember man. that they won't let you wear gloves. Dang. And uh, yeah, it's hardcore. It is really hardcore. And everything by the end of the year, everything that you own smells like lake water. Right. Just drenched. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know, I went from like kind of being casually active horseback rider to like let's do two workouts a day and you know row in this boat and like having really no concept of body mechanics or anything. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't have a very good coach, and that was unfortunate for me at the time. I'm now grateful because I learned a lot about what a lot of people go through right. in different sports. And I learned a lot about what bad coaching feels like and how to recognize the signs of it. Right. Um, yeah. And so um, we didn't really have a lot of help with our biomechanics and I wound up with a lot of injuries. 
um, that were not diagnosable injuries. It wasn't like, you know, broken bones or torn anything. It was just like, you know, burning pain in my arms, stabbing pain in my hip, just <laughs> right. general. Which general seems more serious. Pain. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you go to the you go to the doctor and they're like, oh, seems fine to me. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you're hurting. There's not a bone sticking out of, of your skin. So go back to the boat. Yeah. Exactly. And so, um, so I just thought I wasn't athletic. You know, I was just like, this is, I'm just not cut out for this. It's not, not my thing. I'm not good at it. Um, but I actually ended up through the horses of all things, getting um, in touch with this guy who did integrative body work. And he'd worked with the U.S. rowing, women's rowing team, a uh, bunch of rowers from them. And then he also worked with a lot of horseback riders. So it's totally this random coincidence. And I happened to be wearing my crew sweatshirt um, and he was at our barn and he's like, oh, you know, what made you decide to row crew? And I said, uh, temporary insanity. I just <laughs> thought that was the most hilarious thing he'd ever heard. Um, so I ended up mentoring a little bit with him and a student. Well, it was a student that he was mentoring and I got to be like the demo model uh -huh. to work on because I was in college and have any money. Um, <laughs> and it, it was absolutely transformative. So this was a different, it wasn't just massage. This was a type of body work that actually was like changing the relationship of things in my body and right. really changing how my body was functioning. And it was, my pain went away, but like, it, it totally transformed how I felt overall. I was less stressed. I've uh, been someone who deals with a good amount of anxiety in my life, grew up with a lot of anxiety, was just prone to it. That went down a lot. Like I just, I felt so comfortable being myself and I got more flexible. I started to be able to get stronger. I started to be a lot more athletic. Um, and I was like, this is incredible. Like what, what is this magic? And so I, I kind of, after college, I was like, I want to go and study this. <laughs> so that's, that's how I wound up going down this pathway. And in college I was, I was studying linguistics and, and Spanish. So. Hey, well, there you go. You do know Spanish. Very, very I do. Pleasant. I lived in Spain for a year. What? Oh man. Mark totally went into this thinking, <laughs> oh, she's from Seattle. Uh, okay, so I'm going to be the second best Spanish speaker on the podcast. Oh. It turns out. He's the third best. Hey, <laughs> hey, pero que se yo, <laughs> you know? What? What do I, what do I know? <laughs> oh, you're close. You sound like a white guy speaking Spanish. So. Uh, that's okay. that's what I am. <laughs> so, I nailed, so I nailed it. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. <laughs> pero que se yo. But what do I know? Well, okay. there's different. There's two different <laughs> verbs. <laughs> I keep trying to tell Mark, like what you're learning out of the book isn't like what people say in conversation. Well, it's not a book. Please, it it's might not be a book. Grammatically correct, but it's not like conversation. Fair enough. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is going to turn into the. Well, they teaching, continue on teaching teaching Mark Spanish podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so yeah, we digress. That all led to you. Uh, getting to that point, and then what? So I uh, ended up moving to Colorado and studied the same type of integrative body work that the person who had practiced on me. Um, and then I started practicing. So um, after I graduated from that school, I was able to mentor with that person as an actual practitioner. Um, and I've been working with clients ever since. It's been about 15 years. Um, and in that time, you know, I'm just a, a voraciously curious person. So I've done a lot of other things. I um, studied kettlebell training. I actually did a little bit of competing in kettlebell sport for a while. Um, and I've traveled the world and 
um, done different movement trainings, usually obscure things. I'm very curious about, you know, people at the edges and the fringes and, and what's going on there. So I've done some pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Everything from, you know, the very practical, like I said, the kettlebell training right. um, to some more esoteric and kind of woo-woo stuff. And it's really kind of led me down this path of, you know, understanding that posture and pain are uh, whole person phenomenons. And it's not just like this body thing, you know, it's not like a car that breaks down. It has nothing to do with the driver. It's, um, it's, it's not separate from who we're being and how we're moving through the world as individual people. And so um, that's really been what's kept me interested in this as well is the, the mirror between you know, how a person walks, like literally walks through life and, yeah. and how they walk across the room and, and looking at the qualities of a person that show up in their movements and the, the patterns that we develop in our bodies as part of our conditioned responses to the things we experience in our lives. Right. We always talk about on the show that like, uh, it, it, it annoys me. Well, not annoys me, I guess is the wrong word. It's just, it's perplexing to me how people can separate like our existence with like the natural cycle of things. Like I always say, like the moon cycle like affects the oceans and we think that it's not going to affect us. So in that same way, we think that like our posture or our alignment like doesn't, isn't going to affect the rest of our lives. Right. So like how, why is it important? People are like, okay, this, this problem I'm having over here has nothing to do with the fact that I'm, I'm flexed in a, in a seated position all day and I have horrible posture and I have no core strength. Why is all that connected? Yeah, well, and I think one of the biggest posture issues that we see these days is the computer posture yes. thing because of the prevalence of technology. Um, and so, I, you know, one of the things that I deal with all the time is that people are always saying, well, you know, I have bad posture because I sit in front of a computer all the time. Um, and, and that it may be that the computer is contributing to that, but then the bad posture contributes to stress and stress contributes to bad posture because stress will cause a flexion through the front of your body. Right. The more flexion you have through the front of your body, the less breath you take in, the less breath you're taking in, the more stressed you feel. Because think about also, this, the stress response is designed to protect you, right? So when you're stressed yeah. and you are, you are in a, in a survival situation, if, if you can't get away, what do you do? You you ball up in the like fetal position, which is a flexed position, right? So yeah, so they say that a stress, being chronically stressed is going to kind of form you into that fetal position, like makes total sense. Absolutely. And then people do these things where they're like, um, you know, give me a, a stretch for neck pain or give me a stretch to fix my rounded shoulders. They do it for two minutes or five minutes or whatever in the morning. And then they go back and, you know, they're in, they walk, it's, it's, it's that condition tendency. They walk into the door of a workplace that they don't like with a job that's like sucking their soul. And they're like, you know, oh, I just need to stretch more. But really, <laughs> I need to walking. stretch for two minutes versus like to counteract nine hours of sitting. Yeah. Nine hours of sitting and not, not just nine hours of sitting in like a hunched posture, but nine hours of sitting in a place that stresses you out. Right. And, you know, and, and I'm not saying everyone who has a, a job is stressed out by it, but a lot of people are dealing with, you know, some sort of life stress. It could be your job. It could be financial stress. It could be relationship stress. It could be something circumstantial like right. that um, that's stressing you out. And then you're like, oh, well, this posture thing is just because I sit in front of a computer. And it's a bigger story than that. It's a, it's more about your whole the whole picture of your life, not just your job. Right, right. So um, what, why do you think uh, having good posture takes a lot of courage? You mentioned that uh, in an email. What did you mean by that? Yeah, so taking 
uh, standing up straight can take a lot of courage because it means that you get noticed more it, mm. and it can feel very vulnerable to people because suddenly people see you and suddenly it can feel like you're taking up space that maybe doesn't belong to you, even though it does, because it's totally inside your body. Right. But when you really come into your body, that can then get either a lot of attention from other people, or it can get a reaction from other people because our posture inherently communicates states of power. So when you take up space in your body and you fully, and I'm not talking about posturing in the sense of like, you know, where you're trying to like puff out your chest right. and bully someone, just when you fully embody the space that belongs to you, other people can either find that very attention getting or they can find it threatening because they feel somehow disempowered by you taking huh. up space. So it can take a lot of courage because that may be a role that you haven't played in your life. And it can, again, trigger some kind of a conditioned tendency, especially if you have life experience of being told um, that you don't belong, that you're not good enough, that, you know, for whatever reason, that you shouldn't be here. Um, women sometimes have this with, you know, the, the some of the gender stuff around being um, being seen, but not being able to speak up. Um, but it's not just women. Men have it, too. Right, right. Yeah, actually, uh, and, and Rick knows this because he knew me during this phase of my life. When I was in middle school, before I hit my growth spurt, I, if I stood up straight, my uh, um, my breasts <laughs> would stick out of my shirt. <laughs> and so that, and that, I was very self-conscious about that. So in order to hide that, I would slouch, right? And so all the muscles in my back like atrophied because I was slouching in this flex position. And so when then I hit my growth spurt. When I hit, you know, 14, 15 years old, and I was as tall as I am now, so six one, six two, and and I I kind of had that confidence. Well, all my when I would stand up straight, I had like years of like back problems because my back had atrophied because I was in the slouch state because I was like didn't want to put myself out there and stand up and have the confidence because I was like self conscious about it, you know. So it's like this whole like it's like this cycle of of death. Uh, yeah, and, and I I totally agree that uh, standing up straight takes a lot of like a lot of courage. So how how can people? Okay, people are hearing this. They're going, well, I, I gosh, I don't know. I sit all day, but I think my posture's okay. It, but then they think like, okay, their grandma telling them like stand up straight, and then they kind of overdo it, and they and they get into more of an extension, which can be just as bad as like over flexion. So how do you get people into that sort of neutral alignment? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and one of the things I spend a lot of time teaching people is that posture isn't about holding your body in a rigid position because that's ridiculous and not sustainable. Right, like, right. You, can't, you can't do that. It's exhausting. Um, so a, a lot of what I will play with with people is kind of helping them find their center of balance, really um, from a sitting position, finding their pelvis and their, their ischial tuberosities on the, the seat that they're sitting on. Um, and getting on those because so many people are sitting back on their tailbone. Right. Um, and then when they're back on their tailbone, they're hyperextending their low back to try to get that, you know, extension and that, that uprightness that they can't get because they're sitting on the tailbone. So once I get people on their pelvis, then I help them to find how to stack their rib cage and their shoulders over that. And we kind of play with, with weight, with leaning forward and back a little bit until you find that place of balance where like, oh, I'm upright and I don't have to hold myself here. Right. Um, and the other piece of that that I work with a, a lot of people on who sit in front of computers is uh, lifting the sternum up and forward because everyone's trying to pull their shoulders back. Right. If you look at most people with rounded shoulders, their sternum is pressed down. So if you pull shoulders back, but you never get that sternum lift up or lifted up, um, 
you just you have to pin them there you have to hold them there which is why i don't like posture braces exhausting like yeah 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 it's it's not realistic and it's it's contrived um so it's much better to find the place when i'm helping someone work with posture i'm really looking for that place of ease where they huh. can be in a centered place with the least amount of effort because right. that gives you the greatest potential for movement and from like a you know a bigger kind of whole person thing it gives you the greatest potential for energy because you're not burning through your energy just to hold yourself upright right have you seen the uh these studies about like uh looking down at your phone like computer neck people are like growing like tails or horns like on their necks have you seen or this neck. <laughs> yeah what the heck I, is I, that I, <laughs> text next stuff yeah it's um because of the the tissue pulling on the bones i mean if tissue that that's what bony protuberances are like right. when you look at a skeleton and you see where the the muscles attach i'm sure you know this but like where the, the muscle attaches to the bone there's like a little bit of a rough bump there right. because the the muscle force pulls uh, that periosteum away from the bone and then the calcium kind of grows out to meet it right um, so that's all that is is just as we're doing that you know that people are getting more stress um, that's pulling on their, huh. uh, on their necks. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. And it's like, you know, with like with your feet, uh, is another good example of this. Like you get like bunions or like hammer toes or whatever. That's not like this horrible thing, this, this deformity that you have, that is your body's response to you being dysfunctional. You know, like you, you're putting, uh, you're not supposed to have all of your weight on the ball of your foot. It's supposed to be balanced. So when you wear heels all day and you get all these crazy gross on your foot, that is your foot's response, biomechanical response to the pressure that it's under to try to strengthen itself. And so, and then, and then instead of like fixing the problem, getting rid of the heels, we're going to like do all this work to do surgery and yeah. get rid of Let's just cut that piece of bone off. It's fine. Go back to wearing your heels. <laughs> right, right. And your body's like, wait, I just spent all this time building this and now you're just cutting it off and we hadn't fixed the problem. Yeah, that's a, that's a good kind of symbol for everything. Um, let's see. What else can we talk about? We just have, uh, golly, we have uh, just about five minutes left. Um, so where do you start with people? Like if somebody comes to you, like say you're doing like, what can our listeners benefit from just like a, one or two tips that are going to get them kind of going in the right direction? Uh, other than like going to all of your websites and stuff, which we're going to get to in a minute. Yeah, so I do have some great resources on my websites, but uh, one of the things that I really encourage people to look at is breath. It's one of the first mm. things I use to assess um, is how people are breathing, <clears throat> starting to pay attention to how you're, you know, not even having to fix it, just paying attention to how you're breathing and where it's going in your body, uh, because that's going to tell you where you're holding on to tension. Right. And most people, when I ask them this question, they're like, oh, I've never really thought about that. I just breathe, you know what? never really thought about it unless I'm not breathing. Um, but if you pay attention to like, if your breath is staying high in your chest or if it's going lower, uh, if it's narrow or wide and start to notice that, that can give you a lot of really good information about what is not moving. Because essentially when you're breathing, there's supposed to be this kind of inflation and opening of your rib cage. Right. Uh, but most people don't have that because they're so tight around their rib cage. So that's the, the first thing. And just putting your awareness on it will actually start to change your mm. breath patterns. So that's a lot of what I will start people with. Um, the other thing that I will encourage people, aside from those tips about sitting, which is another really good thing, if you're sitting in front of a computer, those tips of just stacking your weight and finding that place of ease and lifting your sternum, that alone is a game changer. Um, but starting to pay attention to stress levels, because there's a lot of research, particularly with pain, 
um, that you know heightened stress sensitizes you to pain. So paying attention to where you're at in terms of feeling stressed out and how you're responding to different things in your life can give you a lot of information about the things that are happening inside your body at a neurological level because we make this mistake all the time of uh, assuming that wherever we have pain, there's some sort of tissue injury or some sort of issue going on there. And that may be true, but a lot of people are just in this state of constant fight or flight or constant kind of neural activation and stress. Um, and that's causing their brain to kind of freak out and uh, interpret sensory input and sensory data as pain that isn't pain at all. So starting to become aware of that is a really great place to start. Right. You know, awareness, uh, you know, you mentioned awareness, just, just being aware and not necessarily like doing anything can help that that goes for like, if you have like no budget and you just spend money on whatever, any awareness on your finances is going to lead to an improvement. Like same thing goes for nutrition. If you are just eating whatever you want, any, any sort of intentionality, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be vegan. It could be a paleo whatever the south beach what anything any any intention right is going to lead to improvement so it's just like just being aware of and like and kind of expand that out into all of the domains of your life just like being intentional and paying attention like is a is a good recipe for success okay we're in this shelter in place deal in a lot of places in the america and the world right now very quickly what are some shelter in place tips uh, that you, that you are doing right now, uh, like what, what are some things that people can do, uh, you know, while they're sheltering in place to continue like, you know, just like, well, can't do anything. I might as well sit in my recliner and eat uh, bonbons. Yeah. Well, so interesting that you should ask that, um, right before this hit, I did something kind of radical and I'm so glad that I did. I got rid of all my living room furniture. What? That's like a Katie Bowman thing. It totally is. Yeah. Um, and you know, I just, it just was like, this stuff's bugging me. Um, I, it was kind of mismatched stuff I'd gathered throughout the years. Nothing really went together. And I was like, it doesn't fit the space and I wanted more room to move around. And so I'm really glad that I cleared all that out and got rid of it because now I have this wide open space to move. And I think that that's the biggest stumbling block for a lot of people is they don't actually have a dedicated space where they can move. Right. And so it becomes this huge chore. And like, yeah, if I've got a sofa and a bunch of chairs and like, there's nowhere to move around, of course I'm going to crash on the sofa and like scroll Facebook. And I'm no different than anyone else. It's really easy to do that. So, um, having that space, I just have a tendency to move more and it's very enjoyable. And I sit on the floor more when I'm just like right. focusing or taking notes or, you know, just as part of my everyday life. So that's a big thing. Clear out some space, make some room for you. Um, and make sure that, you know, make sure you're getting up and moving around. So everyone's a little bit different right now. I, I don't have children, but I know a lot of people do. And man, that is, you know, having to manage children at home while also trying to work. I, I can't even imagine. Right. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, making sure that you, you take some time to get up and move, even if that's just going outside and walking around your house or whatever it is that you can do. Something that I've noticed is I'm not practicing right now. I'm not seeing clients. Right. And there's a big hill that I park at the top of when I drive to my office and then I walk down and then I walk back up. And the first couple of weeks that I wasn't practicing, I was like, I, I don't think about it at all because I've been in that office for like eight, nine years now. Um, and it's just where I park and what I do. I noticed a huge change. It's, that's just part of my everyday routine. So it doesn't have to be 
a crazy workout where you're like getting right. all sweaty and you've got a whole hour, like just walk up and down the stairs, you know, every two hours or whatever it is that you can do to make sure that you're interrupting those sitting breaks. Um, and also back to the awareness, bringing your attention back to your body, which mm -hmm. interestingly, um, I am seeing people paying more attention to themselves just yeah. because we've slowed down. So I think that's kind of happening naturally that people are like, oh, actually, I don't feel so good. I have some issues and some muscle tightness and some, you know, some pain going on here. But bringing your awareness to what's going on in your body and, and putting that attention um, on what you're noticing can really change things as well. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, obviously not for the people who, uh, are that have the virus, but for everybody else, it's like, you know, when you are running, like, uh, burning candle at both ends, all that, your body eventually gets sick. And when you get sick, you, your body kind of forces you to just sit and rest and, you know, sleep for three days or whatever it is. The, I almost feel like this is like a community <laughs> has like our whole society has being forced to just like stop for a second, spend some time with your family, <laughs> like just relax and understand. Nature striking back at like our crazy busy schedule. Yeah. Like, like just understand like what's most, more, more important here. Like I'm. Like we, you know, I've got three kids and like, you know, just being able to be with them a lot during the day. It's like, I'm like, man, when we go back to normal, I'm really going to miss like hanging out with them all day. Uh, yeah. And then, and then the, and some other people are like, I can't wait for my kids to be out of this stupid house. But yeah. And I think, I think that this is an interesting time too, from a, from a, you know, a perspective that I have on posture is that people are constantly looking for a way to make sitting in front of a computer healthy. I <laughs> right. see all these hacks that, you know, it's like, if you just stand, then you can stay at your computer right, monitor. Right, if you right. just, you know, if you set your computer monitor at this height, then you're good. <laughs> right. and it's like being in front of a computer is not healthy. Mm -hmm. And I think as people were being given the opportunity to recognize that there's more going on to, you know, like you said, take a pause and yeah. really pay attention to life. And I think that as we kind of you know, go back into working on in a you know the way that we were were before. I think we have the opportunity as individuals to start saying no, and that we won't spend fourteen or sixteen or eighteen hours a day at our computers, right. and that we aren't going to be glued to our smartphones, and that we are going to be interacting with the tangible world a little bit more, and that we have the opportunity to create a new culture that is healthier for our bodies and for our minds and for us as humans. Right. It's like it's not it's not the position that you're in in front of the computer. It's the fact that you are not pouring yourself into the things that really matter in life, which is the relationships around you, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And a relationship with yourself as well. Yeah. I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are out of time, but very quickly, uh, promote yourself. What are the websites? Give us all that stuff. Yeah. So you can find me at wholebodyrevolution.com and I am uh, releasing a free video series that what? I would love to invite your listeners to. It's called Pain-Free at Any Age. And if you want to jump on that, you can find it at wholebodyrevolution.com forward slash human. And if you want to find me on social, I am at Suki Baxter pretty much everywhere. I'm mostly on YouTube, which is youtube.com forward slash Suki Baxter. Very good. Yeah. It's a pretty common name. I was going to sure. say, I was going to yeah. say, you, you don't have to be like Suki Baxter 41A78. You're just, you could just be yeah. Suki Baxter. That's Her Gmail is probably like Suki Baxter. At gmail.com. Yeah. It, it is actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And finally, 
This is something we ask all of our first time guests. And we'd love to have you back on. Like, I think we just barely scratched the surface on this stuff. Like, we could talk to you for two hours and have, you know, nothing to, to run out of uh, topics to talk about. That was you a, do it all in Spanish. That's a weird too. way to say that. No, that, it would take four hours because I would have to be opening up my Spanish translator <laughs> to, uh, to figure it all out. Like, hang on a second. Peremos. What? Okay. Um, what is something you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? Oh my gosh. I still ride horses. I have, um, I've got two Mustangs. So yeah, one of them's off the range and one of them was born in the BLM corrals. And so they're my, they're my heart and soul. And they just, they're like, uh, are they smarter than dogs? Um, I don't, I think it depends on the dog, but they're the (laughs) smartest horses I've ever met. And yeah. And I've known some smart horses, but these are really, really smart horses. Wow. Horses, they, I, I, the kind of horses where like you tell them like a math problem and they'll stop (laughs) plus two and he'll stop five times. Even better, even better than that. They'll totally train me to do things. They'll totally, I've got one of them. He's real skittish and he, he's trained me to pretty much dispense treats for everything. Cause he's like, nope, that's scary. I need, I think I'm going to need a cookie for that. He's got you. He's figured you out. That's awesome. All right. Well, we uh, this will be a couple of weeks before this one releases, and this is April thirteenth. We're recording this, so I uh, hope this will. I, I will say this: it will be released in April, uh, uh, so that we we know that. Um, so thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you for your patience. Finally getting on. And I really do. I'm gonna email you and uh, when, when the link goes up, and I'm gonna send you like the little scheduling app that we use. Well, I think you even used it maybe and then get you on the show like sometime uh, late summer, early fall, have you back on and talk more posture biomechanics. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Awesome. Thanks, Suki. Have a good night. You too. Take care. All right, bye-bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Suki's great. We're going to have her back on. We need to wrap this up. We're getting close to 55 minutes uh and we've had a good little run here uh of shows we've got another one hang on let me make sure before i say this i'm pretty sure we've had all sorts of stuff canceled uh we do have a call next week we have a call on the 27th people canceling no one's can well i mean like my like oh i thought you said like people no no no, no. yeah what do they have to do well normally like normally i would block out certain days because like i'd be out of town or whatever but like well that's all I'm, I'm wide open, you know, so like the, our next open night is May, is Memorial Day. Wow. Yeah. And then we've got June 1, June 8, June 15. We're booked out until the 22nd of June. Nice. So here we By go. The, way, the Yoakam song was Fast As You. Features the line, oh, Suki, Suki. Oh, Suki, Suki. Um, so I'm going to f- try to finish Ozark. I'm like three episodes away from finishing. I think I'm just going to stay up and watch it because it's so good. Um, so the tip- well, I mean, you're not going to the office, are you? No. You're at home. Yeah. So yeah, might, might it, as well. It's going to be really hard to reacclimatize back to like getting That's the kids I'm glad to I'm school. Still in office. Yeah. Stay, like I'm going to bed at like I mean, right now it's 9:25. This is past your bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm trying to keep my routine as much as I can. Right. Yeah. The uh, the tip of the week is in this time of uh, pandemic, give up a recurring expense. Look through your bank account statement. Find something, whether it's a Starbucks, whether it's some some sort of monthly recurring expense that you can cut out. So it'll be good for you. 
That's the, that's the tip of the week. All right. Well. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of the Semi-Human Podcast. <laughs> Most awkward dismount ever. Just fart noises. And <laughs> remember. There was a man who was arrested for putting a hidden camera underneath a toilet seat in a Whataburger women's restroom. So until next time, enjoy yourself. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.